What's up, folks? Just another edition. It's the, did the jazz actually do that? Edition of Hitting the High Notes, Jazz Talk. It is I, I am here. Uh, the voice you hear is uh, at Jazz High Notes. It's Hootran. You know me. Um, uh, at Jazz High Notes on uh, the Twitterverse and uh, at Hootran Superman on Instagram. Um, and I'm here. I'm a, he's a jargon of jazz. Um, uh, he, he's <laughs> one of the, yes, uh, you know, he, he, he leads them. Um, he has his own tweets. It's Jazz Jargon. What's up, I'm, uh, what's up, Spencer? Hey, guys. How you doing, Let's man? Let's go. How about that win? <laughs> right last night. Uh, this, did the Jazz do that? It was great. Like, I was there live. Um, uh, uh, I came back um, uh, at the end. Somebody else was shooting the game. So I came back there at the end of the game and watched that last, like, minute unfold in real time. And it's just like, okay, so the Jazz <laughs> were up. Then they, then they lost it. Then, they were, then it was over. You know, we had, we had uh, Jordan Clarkson squaring up. Um, uh, you know, flagrant foul. Like, Warriors hey, four with like oh hey what's up there there he is and I'm uh, joining us go the distance forty nine Jared Barker uh, Jared we are just talking about last night's crazy when I'm describing it like the Jazz were like down by like four with I don't know twenty seconds left uh, fifty yep. seconds left um uh, they uh, they kill Alexander Walker goes for the easy layup the Warriors give it to him decides that you know like they pass it out for Millie Beasley hits the three all right but still the 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 Warriors are up by one. There's seven seconds left. Like, we're going to play the free throw game now. The Jazz are out of timeouts. Lo and behold, the Jazz, Nikhil Alexander Walker again, knocked the ball loose from Jordan Poole, and they're off the race with five seconds left, and it ends with the Simone Fantecchio dunk to win the game. Um, oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, were you there last night, or um, uh, did you did you watch that uh, on TV? No, I, I was not. I watched on TV. Yeah, I, I I wasn't there either. Okay. Um, and so I gotta I gotta enjoy it watching on TV. Doing my yeah. I, I've got three kids, so at, at these these games as they end the fourth quarter, I'm kind of doing my like silent yells in the bedroom, uh, trying <laughs> right, not to gotcha. wake them up. But uh, that that was uh, definitely one of those days, jumping up and down. It was it was a fun time. I, I guess that's good fatherhood. So good good job being a good father <laughs> there. I mean. Way to brag about it. So, oh, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, really, I mean, a fun win. Um, or, you know, probably one of the like most fun wins we've seen at Jasmine. I um, mean, ESPN tweeted out. I mean, Olenek got away with the tackle, but okay. Uh, I mean, I mean in, in those situations, it's it's like I, I saw it, like, so I, I you mm. know, I, I watched it, you know, obviously watched it in slow motion. Like, you know, Nikhil, he slops down. I'm like, I don't think he got the arm because so, the ball kind of goes down. Mm. Like, all right. Then they kind know. of both go, and I'm like, all right. So, um, I mean, it's just one of those things that in, in real time, I don't think those calls are, are, are probably made. And so I, I have nothing – I mean, I, I don't I don't like to blame officials for anything. And uh, I thought – Well, I thought, with, yeah. as, with as much as people were crying about the, the Jordan Clarkson situation, you know, nay, <laughs> two minutes prior, and then – you know, a similar yeah, situation also, happens on the other end, and and but but lo and behold, no, but the officials are in the right this time. According, you know, j- jazz fans just swing on a pendulum with the right now. And yeah, I mean, again, like I'm, a, you you won't see me crying that Jordan Clarkson got fouled about. My like, yeah, it's you know, I, I everything seemed was officiated perfect. No, but it's it rarely do I ever think that officiating swings a game that you know you there, there are hundreds of plays in a game. If it comes down to a last call, I, I think I'm, uh, I think I'm, uh, you know, yeah. it's, it's very, really officiating. But I, I got to um, admit that Jordan Clarkson putting up his Dukes is the funniest thing. Like, <laughs> it's <laughs> it's just, just incredible. 
so great. Put your hair up and square up. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, like, right after getting, getting kicked out or getting yeah, fined right. for throwing a, right. a headband right. at a fan. Headband, and I'm uh, fined for yelling at the referee. So it's been a, it's been a very odd um, uh, uh, situation with uh, Jordan and the referees uh, lately. But you know that's really not new to hear that. This is the podcast. This is uh, actually this is the this is where who is wrong about everything podcast uh, hitting the high notes jazz talk um so we're, we're here with them uh, jazz jargon jazz jargon who is uh like I, I i don't know where you stand i feel like you're more on the pro tank side um i'm i, I don't, i'm not saying i'm the captain of the ship but i'm definitely in the main the main the main cart the, the main car of the uh, uh of this um uh, tank train that we're on I am um, all aboard the tank train. <laughs> well, but you celebrated the win yesterday. Oh, I did. Yeah. So that that's the thing. I have these conversations with people frequently. I, I'm having so much fun watching every game this season. But that doesn't mean I still think the franchise is possibly doing something that could set them back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fair. I mean, and Dragon Squatch even said it the like, last couple times. You know, he, he gave us the, the awesome masturbation... Uh, Analogy. So you <laughs> that, that was something. Go, yeah, go listen to it or something. And um, and like he even tweeted out like um that he's he can he he has a he thinks that the tank is probably right. He's he can be pro tank, but he it's hard for him to cheer for losses. And so I mean, a lot of fans are are in that boat. And I, I mean, even last night, like it's it's one win and one win that I think could you know the the Jazz could really use if the, if they're gonna go tank. Um. Yeah. But you know, fun fun ones like that don't happen very often. Like a, a four point swing in twenty seconds, like those are you know you you can have one of those. Like well, games the like the... games like tomorrow or the the Wolves game. It's like a win win either way. You you win you lose you lose. You lose. <laughs> <laughs> I mean the the Jazz just the problem for me is the Jazz have like twelve other wins. I'm like oh boy, those wins if those were losses, I could be really okay with that win last night. But. Totally. Uh, yeah, we'll get there. Uh, we'll get there and then talk about it. So um, we'll, we'll talk about things that I'm wrong about or what I could be wrong about, and um, uh, you guys can kind of um, talk me there because you know I've called this Jazz team you know almost from game one or two. I've been calling them the fifth seed for a while, um, and well, I'm not predicting them to be exactly the fifth seed. Like my my thinking about it is that the fifth seed um, for the Jazz, um, uh, you know. It, there's, not, there's not much difference between like getting the third seed and losing the second round than being the fifth seed and losing the first round. There's just not that much of a difference for me. Um, yeah. I mean, there's and, three uh, games that separate one through eight this year in the West. Yes. Yes. It's so like, I mean, it's all it's, close. It's, yeah. And uh, so when I do mention on Twitter or even in this, in this episode, I'm a jazz is a fifth seed. I'm not saying exactly fifth seed, but I'm just saying, not past the second round, not past the West Conference Finals, because it just doesn't matter. You know, that doesn't matter. And so, the, you know, which is why I'm still um, pro So, which a win like yesterday, again, really fun, and probably one of the, the wins that I would not trade away in the season. But, you know, the win against the Lakers, yeah, I, I don't think the Jazz did that win. The win against the, the Nuggets at the beginning of the year, don't think the Jazz did it. Um, but it, it puts the Jazz, but right now, I mean, Jazz Dargan has... has a pinned tweet every day about where teams are ending. Uh, do, do you have the updated right now, Jazz Dargan? The, the yeah, tweet? so the Jazz, is, the Jazz's pick currently sits at 22nd. They've got yeah. the 19th pick from the Royce O'Neal trade, mm-hmm. and then the uh, 13th pick from Minnesota. And, and these fluctuate. I mean, if the reason I've been pinning these and quote-tweeting them each is 
it's kind of interesting if you go and look back and see like how much they can change overnight. And that just kind of shows the parity in the NBA right now, which is which is at kind of at an all time high. Uh, one win can drop you from right seventeenth to twenty second as far as picks go. Uh, and one thing maybe, maybe I'll put this in like a little research project is that um, we're still in the first like twenty, the first quarter, the first third of the season, and everybody can you know for some reason out of the woodwork uh, I keep hearing this year is uh, you know the first twenty games you kind of see what your team's at. And, yeah, yeah, I haven't heard that almost any other year except for this year. Um, and now we're seeing where, where teams are kind of um, uh, kind of like uh, falling into. Um, and so do, do we know if the Wolves are like – I appreciate people. Who, I appreciate what you're doing. And I appreciate people who are staring at these these other picks that the Jazz don't have. But to me, it's just you – know, it's almost fruitless because I, I don't believe that the Timberwolves pick is going to be – if this lottery is late lottery – and you know, just because it's late lottery doesn't mean it's great. Um, uh, e- even in a loaded draft, I, I don't think late lottery is a superstar talent waiting there. Um, Do you think the wolves are bouncing back? I think the wolves. Could, I think the wolves because to me, the wolves don't have a don't have a, a a dog in the fight at the end of the season to lose games. What we're yeah. about to see now, and, and uh, why people talk about like the All Star break and twenty games of the season is like. He's like the, the Spurs just lost eleven games in a row. Good for them, right? And so they kind of know like they're not, you know, at the beginning of the year they were fourth or fifth in like the first ten games. Like they had won like six games or something, and they won this huge losing streak. Yeah, the Spurs are not going to be uh, a, a team that's uh, looking for a playoff or a play in, right? Um, yeah. A team like um, the Magic or the team uh, uh, like th- there's going to be teams that separate themselves right now, and and they're going to be like, okay, cool, that was the first good 30 games but now we know that we're gonna throw games so you know the wolves may have lost to the spurs earlier in the season if they play the spurs later in the season that's almost guaranteed win because the spurs have no reason to try to win and the wolves have every reason to try to win so whether they bounce back i think um, uh, they're gonna bounce at least into the you know i mean we may have been a little bullish on them um, uh, uh, saying they were top three team beginning of the year but i still think they're a top six team so um, that's where that's where I'm at with the, with the wolves. So, I mean, what about you, Jazz Dragon? Uh, I think I believe. I, I think I agree with you. I mean, we're sitting at a point in the season where you've got like the Warriors who are tenth in the standings. Mm-hmm. That's not going to continue. The the Clippers yes. are ninth. Like these teams are going to start to come on a little and and get their stride. I mean, Clippers have had all sorts of things with Kawhi and injuries, but I still don't think they're going to be the ninth seed. Um, and right. so I think you'll start to see the cream rise, and and I think you'll see some of these teams start to fall off. I, I, I have a hard time believing that the Trailblazer, I mean, you've seen them really kind of come back to earth. They were like first seed or second seed mm-hmm. for a while, and then now they're sitting at eighth. But I think teams like the Trailblazers and Kings may start to lose some of these close games and kind of, oh, kind of come back oh, to earth boy. a little. The Kings, Jared. He's he's talking about our Kings here, man. Oh, uh, sorry, uh, guys. No, we had the we we did like a little preseason um uh, team, team. About, yeah, <laughs> where we talked about um uh, who we thought was going to move up, move down, and the Kings was one of my I guess bold calls. I called the Kings a top six team in the West, and I think they I think they you know the trade that they made for Demonte Simonis, yeah. you know, if, if their goal is to get in the playoffs, I think that that's a trade that that gets them there. Uh, if their goal is to win a championship, yeah. I think trading Halliburton away was the, was the big mistake, which 
you know, it's kind of like what the Jazz are doing. But, um, I mean, Jared, I mean, what, which one of these teams do you think, you know, like, do you think the Wolves, the, the Warriors, the Clippers, I mean, the Warriors were, like, your number one or two team? Or, or no, you had, you had, them, you had them lower. Uh, Some of them, yeah. Yeah, I'm, the Warriors, they... They're so confusing because their their bench is just atrocious and losing them games like yeah. crazy. Um, and but but last night would have been like their, one of their nicest wins of the seasons if they didn't muff it at the end there um, without their top guys. So it's they're a confusing team. Um, it, it feels like they need a move, you know, to get another veteran on that roster because ugh. definitely. <laughs> I mean, you. We're, we're sitting a month away from the trade deadline. So like you said, a lot of these things can really start to change. A month uh, away or like two quickly. months away? Is oh, like, is sorry, like, two months away. I'm, I'm a month yeah. ahead. Yeah, it's February. Yeah, like, I, was like, I was like, oh my <laughs> God, did I travel on time? Like, oh Jesus. Yeah, um, yeah. But um, uh, yeah, so like, you know, that that's why this season for me is, has has been really awful. Like even like how fun some of these wins have been, quote, unquote fun. You guys didn't see me. I, I'm doing visual visual gags for an audio um, uh, platform here, <laughs> but quote unquote, I'm um, a uh, fun. And, and speaking of audio platform, like the, our, our sound today is going to be really awful. Um, I usually record on a little podcast recorder, but I could not find it. So recording on Skype, doing it old school, but it's going to sound a little hollow. So apologize for that, everybody. Um, but yeah, like uh, the, as fun as some of these um, uh, wins have been, it's the, the jazz just seemed to me, has, seemed to me to be trending into the middle of the pack of the NBA. Which is not where you want to be. Um, no, it just it just you know we, we talked about it. Like we, we think we're delaying. Um, uh, I mean, jazz driving. We we talked about it before. Like, cool. Uh, even having a, just an okay year, a mediocre year this year, um, uh, you just delay getting yourself you know a superstar on this team. Um, especially when there's you know there, there's probably legit four or five at the top of this draft that you can you can kind of look at right now and go, okay, yeah, these guys could be franchise changers. You know, maybe not all of them are LeBron James, but you know some of them could be Jason Tatum. So then some of them could be John Moran, you know, and that, that's a pretty good place to be. Um, and the Jazz are going to sit here with the 13th pick, the 19th pick, and the 22nd pick. And you may, you may find something okay in that area. You may, find, you may find something, you know, fairly good. But, you know, we're talking about the differences between Jason Tatum and DeMontis Simonis, uh, or Jason mm-hmm. Tatum and Julius Randle. Um, and those, then, you know, that, that can set you back a little bit. Um, and so, Jared. I mean, I mean, obviously, I mean, we'll text each other once in a while about it. I'm like, like, oh, hey, look, the Jazz are like. You asked me, like, like, oh, my, hey, the Jazz are starting to lose some, some games, but like, almost at game five, I turned my brain off to the Jazz because I'm like, all right, cool, they, they've they've already fucked it up. Like, it's already it's, this whole season's gone. Because um, I feel like no matter what they do, they're going to end up in that fifth seed range. So, Spurs <sighs> are doing it right, man. The Spurs, <laughs> yeah, eleven games in a row, man. Eleven games, 11, eleven losses in a row. But so, let's, again, this is. This is why who was wrong. So, um, you guys, you guys see a path where, you know, like being the fifth seed or, or somewhere in that area is, is good for this Jazz team this year. I, I don't. I mean, if we could be the fifth seed or or whatever, I would be really. Or sorry, the fifth seed in the playoffs. I'm sure that'll be fun. This reminds me. I mean, jazz wise, I don't know how many people remember. Back in the day, uh, one of Hayward's first seasons, Big Al, Paul Millsap, we uh, we went mm. to the playoffs against the Spurs, <laughs> and everyone was so excited about it. And then we got our ass absolutely handed to us by the Spurs. And I'm 
I'm really terrified of that this year. I, I look at the top 10 teams in the in the West that we potentially would be matching up in the playoffs. And I don't know how many of them were, I don't know if we're favored against really any of them. I mean, in a lot of ways, because every team has the better player for the most part. And, and Lowry has become a great asset and really good player and far exceeded our expectations. But like, are you taking a team with Lowry over a team with Luca? I don't know. In the playoffs, it becomes so one-on-one, and and I think our our weaknesses really get exposed. So that's that's my concern, and why I I don't really think it's worth it to kind of fight the playoff push this year. Yeah, and uh, to, to for the record, I I agree with you, but uh, this is you know why I'm wrong. Um, Jared, can you tell me why I'm wrong? Why you're wrong? So why why the Jazz should make a playoff push? Yeah, like, 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 like um, I guess playoff or... revenue, baby. Yeah, <laughs> Ryan Smith can get that money. Okay. Take your backwards <laughs> cap off. Come on. <laughs> no. Well, like, like, so I mean, <laughs> that's funny. Take your backwards cap off. But um, no, like, I'm a, so uh, again, I'll, I'll play my own devil's advocate here. That you know, this is a young team, right? Yeah, the Jazz got a bunch of that flat brim. Vivin broke cap. <laughs> right. The, 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 jazz, the Jazz. I'm uh, weren't supposed to go anywhere. The Jazz were. Uh, you know, Vegas thought they were going to win twenty-three-ish games. Uh, they've come out; they really surpassed. Uh, you know, because players don't want to lose. Like, I mean, these players do not want to no, lose. No, no, um, absolutely. And, and neither do coaches. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, Will Hart is not out there to lose. Uh, even though I kind of wish he was, but um, he's not out there. You know, he's he's out there trying to prove that he belongs. Um, but you know, the Jazz have Laurie Markkinen. The Jazz have uh, Walker Kessler. Those, those two. The Jazz have Jared Vanderbilt. I think those three players have kind of shown. Malik Beasley four. Uh, even Jordan Clarkson, like the, the Jazz have had players really step up and look better than maybe we gave them credit for preseason, right? Um, even though we thought some of these guys were good, like okay, they, they made uh, you know they, they, they some of them have made some pretty good jobs. Uh, even Colin Sexton um, uh, has has spurts where, like, where you can see it, like, like okay, like Colin Sexton is a good Mike Conley um, uh, is somebody that people thought was washed and gone and done, uh, like the last three years, uh, and shown that he's he's a very Important, valuable member to a team. Oh, so, he's a lot. Um, he's looked a lot better than Chris Paul this this year. So that Chris Paul deal is looking <laughs> nasty now. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, uh, uh, but yeah, but people were saying that last year about like my colleague, right? Like, oh, yeah, the Jazz absolutely. This is a really bad number. Um, but yeah, so the, can the I Jazz, say? I mean, you're you're going for the route of, I mean, get the young guys minutes, right? That, that's kind of what you're saying. My problem no, with I, that I, is, go sorry, go ahead. Oh, sorry, I heard I, I, you. Go ahead. The, the, the young the guys aren't the guys that are getting all the minutes. That's my problem, I guess. If we were uh, winning and we weren't playing all the 30-year-olds, I, I would have way less of a concern than I do. Um, It's not even like that I think the young guys should be getting the minutes. I think it's that the, the Jazz are showing that young guys, like they're, they're, they're mixing up young guys with their veterans and, and playing better. Mm-hmm. And they're like, like Honestly, if you told a lot of Jazz fans that the Jazz could be in that fifth seed range coming into the season, they would they would laugh at you. They're like, "No, no way! Like this, this team was oh, awful. This team looks really bad. Those preseason games, they, they looked really bad. Um, uh, that first preseason game, they looked really awful." Um, you know, it's kind, so, yeah, it's kind so, of amazing how how much Colin Sexton has come on the last you know five games or so. He's yeah, really like, starting I mean, to find like, a rhythm. Yeah, so like Colin uh, Sexton, right as he pulls yeah. a hammy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So, um, uh, so the, the Jazz have already already have 
pieces. Like they're not starting from scratch, like um, almost everybody totally. thought they were going to. And so that that's a that's a benefit. Um, again, I don't you know. Even though I don't believe this, this is these are valid arguments um, that people are made. Like, like, all right, cool, maybe. But um, you know, now this is your chance to shoot me down or shoot these arguments down. Like, okay, cool. Like, what are the arguments against? Like, all right, like there's some young talent, but. Mm-hmm. There's some young talent, but that that young talent is still 27 years old, 25 years old, um, and and I think that we're really focused. I I've always thought that this year was gonna this this rebuild was gonna be kind of a three year plan. Um, I I have concern that a lot of the players that are contributing are not gonna be on that team in three years. Um, I have concern that we're pushing the tank back. I mean, if you look at the the Denver Nuggets after they traded for Car- or they traded Carmelo Anthony away, they got a bunch of young guys at, that are all good players. I mean, honestly, in some ways, a very similar package. They got Raymond Felton, Wilson Chandler, Danilo Gallinari, Mozgov, a couple picks, and so it was like a, a very similar package of a bunch of good starting level or role players and and. Um, they really fought to be in the playoffs, and they did. And then they got their ass handed to them in the playoffs in the first round. Yeah, they won and like then, fifty-seven games in the regular season. They were a regular season Titan. Yep. I think yeah. John, I mean, guys doing that the, sort of like put on the transfer, right? Like you were the one that kind of like made that yeah. comparison. <laughs> and then, oh, then they uh, blew it up. And then they won like thirty-eight games the next year. And my concern is, we do the same thing next year. We have a our pick is top ten protected. The only way we have that pick is if we're a bottom ten team in the league. And I don't think there's any way in hell that Danny Ainge is going to let that pick go. So I'm I'm kind of looking at it like, okay, this is cute. This is so fun. I'm having a lot of fun. But like, I just worry that we're setting us back a year. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna get a worse a pick year, and a loaded a draft, year. right? And then, and so uh, I mean, and like I mean, people keep saying, "Oh, well, the Jazz have, you know, not to call the beat writers, but there's some beat writers out there. Like the Jazz have a lot of bites at the apple. They have three picks in this draft, and like even though this draft, I mean, we've heard gonna be, you know, a, a lot deeper or you know a lot stronger than some previous drafts. I mean, we can see it. We can see like Victor and Scoot are, are already getting play, like. Last year, um, uh, totally. Whoever the t- whoever the top two picks were working in the same kind of pub. Like, I mean, the people who watch this game, people who understand this game, understand that there are prospects out there that look a lot better than they've had in the last few years. Um, I, my, my problem with that, though, is so like if you look at the statistics over the and and eighty uh, two games dot com has mapped this out. If you look at if you look at the statistics, the fifth pick in the draft has a 60% chance of becoming a star. Now go down to like the 11th pick has a 15% chance of becoming a star. So it's possible. And that's what everyone keeps throwing in my face. Like Jonas was picked here. Rudy was here. And and, and those are, that's true. You can get a star with those picks. It's a hell of a lot harder to do that. And so that's my concern. We're, we're making it, really hard for us and so that's where i'm nervous i mean the other argument that people throw out is that we have all this ammo to go trade for a star i also really get nervous about that i i don't think that top 10 guys really become available very often and if they do i don't know how often they are willing to be traded to a place like utah and that's just the reality yeah we talked about this like kevin kevin durant's not going to open up his trade 
uh, window to go to Utah, right? Um, yeah. And and I, like I mean, we talked about this two or three pods ago. Like the guys that you can go get are sort of damaged assets in a way. You, maybe Jamal Murray, but Jamal Murray is not a top. He's not a top thirty player. Like you, you well, can like get, and and it, even yeah. like okay, the the one star I could see kind of pushing for a trade over the next year or two is Luka Doncic. And when I say star, I mean superstar, like oh, carry you yeah. to the playoffs type guy. But like, does Utah really get involved there? Is that really is he really uh, going to be pushing and, to come and, to Utah? Like, like Luca could, but like it's, it's so hard to get those guys who are on rookie contracts. Like they're going to sign their extension, right? Like your your best test scenario is, is this: if you get them in year five, like Donovan Mitchell, you know, yep. they're going to they're going to sign that first contract. So you know they're not going to hold out. You know those guys. You know, it's very. I can't even think of a situation where a top twenty player decided to hold out and you know get through restricted free agency and all that crap. So um, exactly. I, I, I don't see it happening. But um, but yes. So um, uh, go, going back to your example about the fifteenth pick, right? Like Giannis, right? All right. So um, Jared, uh, you know, you don't know what I'm doing. Ever. Give me a year from 1998 to 2022. From 98 to 2022. Yeah. Um, let's go 2011. 2011, your 15th pick was actually Kawhi Leonard, so that actually worked out pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how, how about you, uh, Jazz? Let's Jared? go 2009. 2009, just two years earlier, Austin Day. So, Ugh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, again, yeah, Austin Day, how many years did he play, right? Um, uh, you know, let, let's go one more time. Uh, uh, Jared, another year. Uh, 2015. 15? That's uh, Kelly Oubre Jr., solid player, but you know, not he's not he's not Kawhi Leonard, he's not Giannis Antetokounmpo. But that's uh, one a, more time. in a lot of ways a good pick for that type. I mean, yeah, if exactly. you get a contributor and and after the lottery, you're you're winning. But we're, we're talking, yeah. but like, again, we're talking about superstars. We're not talking about contributors. You can get, a, yeah, I think the Jazz. We've got a lot of contributors right now. Right, <laughs> right, All right. Give, give me one got more, too many contributors. One more year. Uh, Jazz drug. Give me one more year to kind of uh, let's round us go out. 2005. 05 was Antoine Wright. So <laughs> thank you, John Jargon, for picking some of the worst people on this list. I, there are some good people on this list. I have a skill for, for that. So Yeah, there, there are some good people on this list. Like, um, uh, you know, there, there's Giannis, there's Kawhi. But then again, Austin Day, Antoine Wright, uh, even like Robin Lopez, he's had a good, good career. Um, uh, but you're very unlikely to get those two, those superstars. They're just not, they're, you know, like you're, you're going to miss on that dartboard. So yeah, so people who do argue, like, well, you can find them at seven, or if it, like you can, totally. It takes a lot but of luck. A, takes takes a yeah, lot of a, luck. It's a, yeah. if the fifteenth pick, you're talking about a ten percent chance of finding a star yeah. versus a sixty percent chance in the right. top five. And and how many, you know, how many years? Do and the, the floor. Go- is right. even crazier. Like the fifteenth pick, you have a twenty-five percent chance they're a complete bust. Never play. How, how many years do you have to give Austin Day or Ronnie Stuckey or Antoine Wright to like to show? Even Al Jefferson at fifteen had a really good good career. Uh, I don't think he ever made All Star game. Yeah. Or did he make one? Yeah, they, I, I don't know. Like like he was fine. He was good. He was even good, but he was not good enough to lead the team to a championship. Um, the, and, and, the and other, that's really hard to find. The other thing that's starting to worry me a bit with those picks, we have three picks coming in. That's a lot of, mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's three players we have to add to our roster. roster spots. 
we have to figure out roster spots and how to get them minutes and develop those guys. And currently, yeah. we've got a ton of guys. We've got a ton of 27-year-olds. We've got a 31-year-olds. A lot of these older players, 25-year-olds, that are better players and are going to play better for now. And so I get a little concerned, too, about trying to develop a a rookie point guard when you've got Colin Sexton and Mike Conley and all these guys on the roster. And so let's let's go to another point where I'm wrong about, or I could be wrong about, um, where I I don't know. Like, I mean, who's the, do we agree that Lori Markin is probably the Jazz's best player this year? Totally. Um, and yeah, I, I, I think he's likely. I think he's a good second banana. Like that's that's awesome. But if I were to redo the NBA and do a draft today, you know, he would not be in my top thirty players. But Definitely he's close, not. top top forty players. Like. I would love to pair him with somebody else um, really good. Um, the problem I have is that top 30, again, top 30, I think DeMontis Simonis, or sorry, a top 40, like it's a DeMontis Simonis type player, Julius Randle type player, type player. Those guys were all-stars. Those guys can be good. Those guys are good. But the yeah. problem is that I don't know if those guys, I don't know if you want those guys to be your number one leading you to a championship for the next 15 years. I mean, a really interesting exercise is every night, take the players from both teams, throw them into a pool, and start picking out who you would draft and see the order. When does yeah. the first Jazz player come off the board? And frequently, the first Jazz player is coming off the board the third or fourth pick. I mean, yeah, that's I mean, just where they're at. And, and, and that's okay. Like, the, things that you can be, the problem is that that can make you good. You can be a good team. You can be, but like, to me, being good is just, is just being mediocre. In the regular like, season. I, <laughs> yeah, like the Jazz, you might even like surprise somebody at the fifth seed and win a first round. But like again, the the goal is to win a championship, right? Um, and I'm just not having fun this season because I feel like, you know, if the Jazz were really bad this year, their ten year future could be um uh, would be really would be much brighter having a top five draft pick this year as opposed to mm-hmm. waiting till 2025, 2024. Um, but you know, again, this is the "Is Who Wrong" podcast. Um, uh, do the Jazz have legit superstars that I'm not seeing? I I think you you need somebody like Mark to try to make this point, like to argue against you, because I I, I kind of agree with you too much, and I'm having trouble coming well, to the counterpoint. I, I, here, I'll I'll make an argument. I, I think the Jazz do have a star, but I don't think it's a player. I think it's Will Hardy. Um, and that's been very apparent to me, like really quickly, how he's elevated himself to become a great coach in the NBA. And so I think they do have a player, a, 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 an asset a that can really asset, help elevate real. them. Yeah. And, and so that's exciting. And that's something that every game as I'm watching gets me excited and helps me uh, really stay on course and enjoy this is, is that the fact that we've taken a coach that, I mean, he had a roster that was basically a, the island of misfit toys, a bunch of guys who don't know how to pass, and he's turned them into this. And, and so that's really impressive. So I think if if you're asking where does the Jazz superstar, I think it's Will Hardy. And um, uh, for those of you wondering, I think um, uh, Jared is going to Narnia, so that, those were the sounds in the background there. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, um, uh, yeah, like, Laurie Markin, like, I mean, Laurie Markin in the first 10, 15 games of the season looked like an all-star. Like, like looked like he's a legit all-star. 
Like the guy was doing double doubles. He has range. He can shoot outside. Um, uh, he can he can score. Um, uh, you know, like we see him score like, you know, he scored twenty three and a half. Um, uh, not you know a couple weeks ago. Um, and yeah, again, Will Hardy is uh, to Jazz Jarvis' point here is that Will Hardy is, is looking like he's a legit. I mean, in just a couple weeks ago, people were thought you know coach of the year, right? <laughs> people were were clamoring like he's going to be in the coach of the year mm-hmm. conversation, and he still might be. Uh, so the Jazz, you know, like uh, it's not traditional superstars, but you know m- maybe Logan Markinen is good enough to to be your number one. Um, and then you know, in, uh, the other young asset the Jazz got was uh, uh, young Colin, uh, young bull Colin Sexton. Um, mm-hmm. He's coming on. He, he's showing flashes. Like he can be a really good player. Uh, my 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 coworker calls him him. I don't know if he's him or not, but um, uh, he could be. Like, he, he's had. He's had some. He's had some flashes. I get this, is is him yeah. like Jordan Clarkson two point Because maybe, but like, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's trust, trust me. I, I I've had that conversation with him already. Like, like if he's him, there's there's I think there's eighty him in the league. But, yeah, there's um, a lot of him. <laughs> yeah, he's a great asset to have, and, and right. his contract's awesome. So I, I'm excited about him. Yeah, but he's um, not carrying you to to the second round of the playoffs. Yeah, so I mean, not yeah, you know, yeah, Steph Curry I mean, him. That's the things that we 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 yeah, like I mean, unfortunately, I think you know if they're not them uh, at this stage of their career, like I know it's early, but I mean, you know, you could tell some of these guys, you know, Kevin Durant, LeBron, those guys who were him, you know, you 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 saw it very early in their careers, but these guys are still young, 23, 25. Um, so the Jazz, you know, you know, maybe the Jazz. Don't need you know the top ten superstar, but you know having a bunch of if they can get three top twenty five guys, if if Lloyd Marketing can get make a lead to top twenty five, if Constance makes a huge leap, I mean I'm not saying it's possible, I'm not saying it's impossible, but it is unlikely. But you know it's in the realm of possibilities that Constance somehow makes a top twenty five leap, and then you draft somebody who again you're not drafting Giannis, but if you draft you know an Al Jefferson type player, and you know Cole Anthony is, is also a fifteenth uh, pick. Um, you draft someone in that in that realm that you know is really good that it could be another all star, another top thirty guy. If you have three top thirty guys, that could that could make a difference. Um, Definitely. You know, I mean, the Jazz, the Jazz showed it when they had. That's I, what we did Kubo. last year. Or, yeah, Donovan. Yeah, 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 Donovan, Rudy, and like, Boyan, maybe. Yeah, so Boyan. So you 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 can you can see it. You know, there's you know again, this is the if I'm wrong podcast. Um, but yeah, those are yeah, good points. Even though like the three of us are kind of on the the pro tank, and you know every every win and loss kind of feels the same for the Jazz right now. It just kind of puts them right in the middle of the pack. Um, there are some arguments to be made. Uh, I don't know. I don't think they're bad arguments, but there are arguments out there that could that you know you can say, all right, cool, this Jazz team has a chance um, uh, with what the people and and not many teams have. You know, uh, you know, eighteen picks coming up in the next three years or whatever it is. Absolutely. Um, you know, they they still got some. You know, they they can get their pick next year. They might they they might lose. They might have it. Twenty twenty five, they'll have a few picks. Uh, twenty twenty seven, a few picks. Twenty twenty nine, you know. So they're you know a lot can change in a couple of years. Like Donovan and the Cavs are looking good right now, but in twenty twenty five, you know, things can change. Uh, the Wolves. The Wolves free agency. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it is like I, I will say this though: the Cavs continue doing what they're doing, and the Knicks continue doing what they're doing. Donovan would be yeah. a fool to leave for New York in, in two years if it, if it looks the same uh, as it does now. That uh, RJ Barrett contract is not uh, not looking that good. Uh, so, Jared, we're gonna let you go, um, uh, and then uh, Jazz Dragon, 
let's um uh, let, let's do this is the, the part where we kind of talk to you like um uh, you're one of the many spencers that are on the jazz twitter sphere um uh, i am one like, of the, the the yep one of the replicas running around <laughs> <laughs> there's so many of you guys but uh that's cool like um uh, so uh you're the guy who does the tankathon um you were telling me before this like you had an old twitter account you used to be you used to be more famous but uh you decided to, uh, <laughs> um, uh, to go for a life of uh obscurity um uh, trying to fade yeah. from the limelight uh what was that about so what was your old twitter yeah so uh, it was um it was jazz jargon as well i, I revived it but uh gotcha. i i uh I did some blogging, whatnot, for Torn by Sports and Salt City Hoops, and and some of those things was was uh, credentialed covering this the stars, um, and so my who, who my did you cover account, as the stars? Who did you oh, cover? Oh, I was stars? there. Like, who's there? Uh, let's see. We had the that that was the game. They had Alec Burks coming back for from an injury assignment. Exum played a couple games with them. I'm trying to think of the other guys. Uh, Diamond Stone was a big one, which was uh, just Stone. like an all-time NBA name ever. Yes, um, and, or or <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah, so. <laughs> um, and and so we had some of those guys. We had um, oh my gosh, I'm totally blanking on his name. Uh, Ballin Boy. So, uh, oh, oh, yeah, Ballin Boy. Yes. Yep. So he Joel, was Joel, kind of the guy. Yep. Weber um, State's uh, finest. Yep. So it was, I covered, it was a fun I covered time. him. I covered him at Weber State actually. So when uh, oh, did you? Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm a videographer, so I was out there with a lot mm-hmm. of Weber State games when he was when he was tearing it up like as a fre- like, as a freshman, and then yeah, the next couple of years, I was, yeah. So uh, that's uh, that's kind of fun. Jazz drafted him and gave him a nice little contract for being a second round pick. I mean, you kind of knew that like he was he was just too small to make it, but then he I think he went to Germany after that and, and, and had a pretty good career. So so you were yeah. you were jazz jargon, uh, but you should I made, was. Like, you, you should have the, the Mark Mueller thing where um, uh, he got, you know, because you, you know that story, right? Mark Mueller on, uh, yeah. uh, he has, I was Mark Mueller. He uh-huh. was banned from Twitter uh, <laughs> originally because um, uh, he made a death threat. Again, quote unquote death threat. Paul, to Paul a, the Lexi. Yes, exactly. Yes, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it was. Yeah. But um, uh, now, now Mark Mueller, a huge, huge Elon fan because uh, Elon brought his... Uh, uh, brought his account back. So, <laughs> yep, exactly. Um, uh, yeah, uh, so, I, I, I um, delete. So I had that count. Uh, was I also hosted? Um, I I did a jazz Twitter basketball pickup game every week, every Saturday okay. that I hosted for like six years. Um, got to meet a ton of really cool people uh, through that. Got to play basketball with a lot of like big name bloggers like Kevin Pelton and some of those guys. Um, oh, okay. and so that, that was really fun and did that for years. Uh, and then I kind of hit a crossroads and, and for anyone like who doesn't know, like <laughs> there's not a ton of money in, in like sports media and, and, and I loved it, but I was kind of looking in two different directions and said, you know, I, I had a budding career in real estate and uh, decided to kind of throw myself into that and my family and just uh, deleted Twitter for a year, kind of went off the grid and and then uh, came back kind of more low key, which is which has been really fun. I frankly enjoy it a lot more. Uh, <laughs> it's it's much more chill. People aren't asking for your opinions anymore. They're like, oh, who's this loser? Who's this nobody? Exactly. No check. 
just Twitter blue account. Who is this, this? guy? Has Somebody. a picture of Colin Sexton. What is he doing? <laughs> well, that's awesome. Um, uh, well, you know, welcome. You know, uh, it is that you, you are one of my favorite balls. Like you, you, you pretty even kill. I appreciate um, that. And, and we and we do have like some similar thoughts. Like that's why I, I like it just is at the beginning of the year I was going nuts. Jazz were winning so many games. <laughs> yeah, I was so just, yeah. I was so mad, just so mad. I'm, I'm still mad at the Jazz team, but now I'm like just over it. Like I'm, I'm just done with the Jazz team. And like people were like, "Oh, are, like are you being serious?" Like, yes, I'm being serious because, like, seriously, my, I I planted my flag so far on the pro tank side that every win was just like, "Oh, guys, like, what are we doing here?" You know. And so I, I needed people to like vent to because uh, even totally. people were pro tank, they were yeah, like like people were just like, "Well, these are really fun games to watch." I'm like, I get it, I, I understand, but. I'm thinking about a 10-year plan, not what's happening this year. And, well, um, and that 10-year plan, everyone started changing after 10 games. And that, yes, that was I, what was maddening to me. It was like, uh, wait a second. Like, <laughs> right before the season, everyone right. was on board with this. And then yeah, I knew that was going to happen, too. I, you, win, I knew, you win five uh, games, and it's like, no, nope, we yeah. need to go trade for John Collins and get right, everyone yeah. here. And, my oh, gosh. Worst nightmare. Oh, my God. Like, seriously, <laughs> I, I knew this was going to happen, too. I was like, yeah. guys, like we, we have a plan and like we're, we're very, and the, the, that's the problem is that the Jazz right now, like we're going to see in about a month or so about what the Jazz are really going to do. Cause like, again, if the Jazz want to go for it, the Jazz think they have something. Like I'm not, I'm not NBA scout. I'm not Danny Ainge. If Danny Ainge or the management think that, you know, John Collins, like you said, John, John Collins can make a difference for this team. Okay. You know, let's go and make that move. Um, yeah. You know, I think we'll, to get, oh, oh, or make the move, trade trade Malik Beasley, trade Mike Conley, trade Jordan Clark, like you know, Olenek, ma- yeah. make the moves, like like do something where you can, you know, like it's just frustrating to see that they might not, they they might just because to me the people there, there are people out there who are like, oh well, you know, we expected them to lose, so anything that anything um uh, they're doing right now is just kind of kind of gravy. Like I'm cool that and to mm-hmm. me and I I don't I don't be disparaging, but like like that's just such loser talk. <laughs> like just like oh, whatever oh totally. happens, I'm cool with it. And I was like, no, like there should be, a, you should have, like, I don't want to say you're a fan. I don't want to tell people I'm a fan. If, if, if your fandom is, you, you're really enjoying what the Jazz are doing, great. But for me, for me, the future, like trying to figure out what the future is, I think you need to pick a side and like say, all right, cool. Like if you think taking is better, if you think, um, uh, if you think winning is better, you know, the Jazz need, the Jazz right now are just sitting in the middle and it's so frustrating to see them just be in the middle. And I hate the fifth seed, you know, I, I hate it, hate it. Well, the thing that's going to be really interesting come trade deadline time and everything is I, I really wonder, I, we haven't really heard where Ryan Smith is on this. I, I think right. if we look at the history of Danny Ainge, Danny Ainge is ruthless. This mm-hmm. winning streak means nothing to Danny Ainge. He has a plan. I hope so. He wants to so. do what he wants to do. <laughs> I can't say the same thing for Ryan Smith. And frankly, if I put him in his shoes, or if I sit in his shoes or his backwards cap or whatever, we sit there and we're like, okay, he had this crazy disappointing season. Everyone was pissed. No one had fun. Team was getting Nobody. booed. And, uh, and then this happens. I can see how he's like, no, no, no. We need to like feed off this. Right. Uh, so I, uh, I don't totally boy. blame him, but like, I, I it'll be really interesting to kind of see who wins out comes because I I still think that Ainge has that same mentality. Right. I, I have and a hard I, time like, thinking twenty games changed everything. Yeah. So that's that's the hope we'll see because like um uh, the Jazz use their twenty games to kind of see. I was like, oh, guys, you guys 
need to make a decision way before these 20 games or 25 games now. So, um, so real quick before we go, um, uh, we talked about, so, you know, Chris Hines or somebody tweeted out that Rudy Gobert stayed in the locker room yeah, last night. Uh, oh yeah. Because, uh, yep. Yeah. Cool story. Like Rudy Gobert just, you know, may not have been the most offensively gifted player that the Jazz ever had, but, uh, just seemed like he was a really, you know, uh, really, yeah. um, genuine person um uh, a player like so you don't always get that with athletes right like you know there's always a lot of pr a lot of stuff that they do but rudy you get the haywoods yes yes thank you yeah uh, the gordon haywoods um but uh you, you got rudy gobert who's and and you know the jazz with that big win against gordon state minnesota coming in um after a big win you know rudy gobert a, a game saving block we've seen that many times before uh first time in a, in a wolves uh wolves um, uh uh, Jersey, um, and it's gonna be gonna be you know obviously great, gonna be really emotional, really cool. Uh, but um, uh, we also talked about like you know young assets that might become superstars. I mean, a lot of people are comparing Walker Kessler Ranger. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm probably saying it right, Walker Kessler to Rudy Gobert, yeah. <laughs> which is sort of it's, lazy, I think. Uh, um, yeah, it's totally lazy. It's just comparing the last player at that position. Right, because right, they do right. something I mean, similar. Right, yeah, like they block shots, right? So they're they're big. Yep. And uh, Walker Kessler, I think, I'm uh, pretty impressive. Like I'm a, a a piece that again, like the Jazz got some pieces that a lot of people didn't really know or um, uh, you know think we're gonna be. And he's definitely one of them. He's super young, rookie contract. Um, uh, you know, he, he the, with that Rudy Gobert trade, they he was described as that that fifth pick, right? Because um, he was a first round pick. Um, yep. I also thought it was a, a bad analogy, but uh, he's trying <laughs> to be really pretty good for the Jazz. Uh, and yeah, the, the, that Rudy Gobert comparison, though, just like they're different players, though, you know? Like, yeah. They, they I, do. I have a hard time with it. So, that, first of all, people are kind of forgetting what Rudy was when he came out of, into this league. He <laughs> was super raw, he was like bone thin. Um, mm-hmm. and, and he had never played anywhere near this level. And so it, it was always going to take him a while. And then I start to see people like comparing Kessler's rookie year to, to Rudy's. And it's like, guys, like, yeah, and Kessler's been playing at Auburn. He, he's been playing against high level competition. He's been playing AAU. Like he, he, he's been playing this type of level. Like, I think that's a really cheap kind of unfair comparison and my problem with right. that is i i hate putting like i mean rudy Gobert is a hall of famer uh and i hate putting those type of uh expectations on rookies that have played 20 games like all it does i feel is is get fans pissed off at them later down the road because right. they're like oh he rudy's now right rudy's path is uh just you know not not taken by many like he, he was in the g league for a while again he had to put in a lot of weight. He had to learn a lot of stuff. Uh-huh. Um, and um, and he also had a coach who really knew how to get the most out of Rudy Gobert and really teach him. And the the Gobert effect is real. Like you know, Minnesota fans are starting to see it now too. They're like, oh wow, they're like stuff that doesn't show on totally. the stat sheet, right? Uh, and Walker Kessler is good. Like I mean, he show, I mean, the, he he's a big, but there is something about Rudy Gobert's um, presence that like makes defenses really think twice about that that area uh, to go yeah. inside. So Walker Walker's not there yet. And well, and not, not just there, inside. But... Like, I think something that people that was always underrated with Rudy is his mm-hmm. ability to guard on switches and and some of those things. He got like one bad Steph highlight 
got circulated and all of a sudden right. it was like this guy can't that can't switch and, and the reality is hardy's done a really really good job at not putting um kessler in situations Walker, to yeah. fail uh and so he hasn't been out guarding in space which is a major issue for him so far and and, and that's going to be an issue he has to figure out and we haven't seen that much but that that becomes especially prominent in the playoffs. I mean, we saw mm-hmm. over and over again, you can't play drop big in the playoffs and have yes, major success. So there's still a lot of yeah. things he has to figure out. Uh, he, he's been great. I mean, if you go back to that trade or back to both trades, I think we were all exponentially higher in Abaji. Um, and Kessler's yeah, kind of... Yeah. Yep, Kessler's kind of said, hey, hold my... Hold, no, 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 no pay attention to me and that's right, great right. that's exciting uh but at the time if we had, at the time the trade happened if we said hey he can develop to be Jakob Pertl we would have all been like awesome love it right and now yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. we're like he can be Rudy Gobert and I'm like that, <laughs> that guy is a six-time all first team all NBA three-time defensive player three-time all-star like ugh, hold your role yeah so I mean, uh, uh, it is a is a high trade, but it is you know it is you 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 compare what you know. So totally, um, yeah. But yeah, good old good for Walker. I mean, yeah, like, you know, Jazz have pieces. Um, you know, you Jazz Jargon, uh, Jared, and I. We we all kind of are we're we're bearish on this team. We don't we don't necessarily think um uh, this is the team that's going to to be it for the Jazz in twenty forty twenty five. But again, I, I'm willing to be wrong. I'm willing to. Talk about the other side and and, and see um, uh, mm-hmm. what the what the other arguments are. Um, uh, you know, that's there's nothing wrong with a, a little healthy debate. But um, yeah, this this jazz team, I mean, it's fun. Uh, I, I'm a, I'm a little. I mean, it's fun for other people. It's not fun for me at all. But <laughs> uh, the jazz do have um, a Rudy in town. I'm a, you know can't wait to see what the tribute view is going to be. Um, and yeah, so I'm ow. Like we, we already had um, uh, the Jazz already had Boyan back, and they did a little tribute for him, and uh, that turned out to be pretty good for. I think the Pistons won that game. I think Boyan beat the Jazz. Yeah, so maybe maybe we will do the same. Who knows? So I, I um, think the Rudy one's going to be less controversial than Mitchell. Yeah, I'll say yeah. that <laughs> definitely, definitely. Um, uh, yeah, which is uh, Jazz fans. Uh, there's there's such victim mentality there, like. Like he, I don't. Uh, that's 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 different. That's a different episode for another time. So, uh, totally. again, you can follow follow. Tell people where they can follow you. Yeah, so I'm at at Jazz Jargon on Twitter. Follow me, interact with me. I, I'm there to, to have fun with you guys, learn from you guys, get your insights on all of this. Tell me what I said that I'm wrong. Like like who was saying? Tell me why I'm wrong. <laughs> I I love to have those yep. arguments. Uh, right. As long as it's not Tony Jones quote tweeting me and having all of his minions <laughs> come uh, after me, which which has happened a lot this year. It has. It, I, it does I happen. say that it Tony's my buddy. We play basketball right uh, together, so like he's yeah, my buddy. Yeah, but yeah. but come on, like, yep, yep. He, he knows he knows the power that he has there. And I'm like, hey, you know, he again. He he's of the uh, opinion that the Jazz's three picks are probably enough, but you and I are of the opinion that it might not be, and that's what we'll, we'll, we'll find out. We'll find out in. In a few months, who's uh, <laughs> who's more correct? So, um, okay. Well, this has been the dude. I'm so glad that we got to talk to you. This is the first time on the pod. Won't be your last time. Um, so thanks for following me. I definitely follow you, and um, uh, we will catch you on the other side. Um, uh, good luck, and we'll catch you guys next time. Thanks, everyone. Bye.